also just returned from spending a week in Melbourne where I exhibited at my very first wholesale trade show for Island Co, where I don't want to completely say it was a disaster, but it's borderline. So today I'm going to share with you what my top five lessons were regarding uh, exhibiting at your your first trade show. Welcome to the Online Store Success Podcast with me, Jodie Minto. If you have or are planning on launching your very own online store, you are in the right place, my friend. I'm your host, Jodie Minto, an award-winning e-commerce mentor, online fashion business owner and speaker based on the central coast of New South Wales. I started my own online fashion store from scratch as a side hustle when I was working full-time in the corporate world, juggling young children and living in the Middle East. Today, that side hustle is a seven-figure-a-year online fashion brand with stockists and customers all over the world. Join me each week for real talk, lessons and strategies that I used in order to build up Island Co. to the million-dollar-a-year business it is today. The lessons and strategies I share with you each week will help you build and scale your very own successful e-commerce fashion business too. Because I know how my life has changed for the better after launching my own business and I want the same for you. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of From Markets to Millions, Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. I have just had a little break for a few weeks where I had kids on school holidays. We seem to just have the merry-go-round of colds and flus go through the household. And I've also just returned from spending a week in Melbourne where I exhibited at my very first wholesale trade show for Island Co where I don't want to completely say it was a disaster but it's borderline so today I'm going to share with you what my top five lessons were regarding uh, exhibiting at your your first trade show because for those of you that design and manufacture your own products perhaps wholesale is a sales channel that you want to explore and grow in your business and it's something for us for Island Co we have just sort of been dabbling in and have um, been planning this uh, this trade show for about six months knowing it was coming up and hoping that it would be a great entryway for us to um, to really tap into wholesale so like I said it was not quite what I expected and I don't want to completely write it off as a, as a, <laughs> a massive waste of time and money but it kind of felt like that when we left and um, side note that I was supposed to have some help um, my um, right hand woman who helped organize the trade show and probably had a bit more of an idea of what what it was all about than I did um, and was meant to be coming with us got COVID the day before she was supposed to fly so it ended up just being my husband and I doing the whole thing and we packed up the car and decided to drive everything down versus fly and then air freight things Um, so we were already exhausted by the time we got there it was an 11 hour car ride from uh, the central coast to Melbourne only to arrive and then the following day was all about setting up and we hadn't done a mock setup of our stall yet we sort of had an idea of what we wanted to do but 
didn't get a chance to do it, and and again, uh, and I haven't actually got this as one of my lessons, but as a bonus lesson, do a mock up before you get there to make sure, how, you know, um, how you're going to set everything up. It's going to fit in the space because we ended up having to sort of do. Uh, trips out uh, to you know in this throughout the city to go and get things like business cards that I'd forgotten to um, to take with me and also uh, things like you know just hooks to, to hang our sign on and we spent probably two three hours just running around getting all the other things that we forgot so it was a massive day of setup to then fully uh, start officially the next day of doing a five-day trade show from nine till six so let me take you through my five lessons uh, that I learnt by doing my first trade show and hope that these help you if it's something you're planning on doing all right let's get started Lesson number one, position matters. And not just where you're located inside the venue and in the layout on the map, but also in relation to others that are surrounding you. Because what we found was we were really focused on this, you know, which stall we should book, what size store, what color walls we should have, whether we should have flooring, um, thinking about how we were going to set it up. But not once did I consider where we were located within the, the rest of the, the trade show. And what we discovered was that we weren't in a particularly great place, probably because we never asked and we never pushed for a good spot. We were sort of a three or four, four rows in um, and we found a lot of people would walk through the middle of the hallway throughout you know which sort of cut through like a t intersection would look down our row and and sort of go no and keep walking so they wouldn't even come down but for those that did come down and see our tiny little three by three meter space was on the other side of us was another fashion brand um, selling linen italian linen products and they had a space that was from corner to corner so this space was huge it dwarfed our tiny little stall um, and people would you know it were completely opposite each other so they'd sort of look at our stall and go oh how cute and then go shopping at this ginormous store it kind of made us look like amateurs honestly um, so number one uh, lesson for me was position matters not just the actual you know you, you know don't get bogged down on the the details of your your actual store also consider the context of the entire store uh, expo of where you're going to be located who you're going to be neighbors with whether you're sort of dark down a dark dingy corner where people won't even bother sort of venturing um, or whether you're on like a main traffic um, freeway because you know corner spaces are apparently really hard to get but definitely worth the investment if you can get one it's particularly close to the entrance where people come in and and through the middle um, maybe not so much on the back wall of the expo but uh, you know figuring out where you are is really important and if you're going to be in a rubbish spot maybe don't go Lesson number two, if you're going to go and make the investment in time and money, upgrade your space to a bigger space. So like I said, we'd had a three by three meter space, which was the smallest space you could get, but was still $9,000. It's $1,000 per square meter. So it was a huge investment for a small business like us. But 
it in comparison to the others that had you know invested a hundred thousand dollars we were dwarfed and people wouldn't really even feel comfortable coming into our store because it was quite pokey it was about the the size of what you would get at a market stall so if you are going to go if you're confident that you have got um, a real shot at at growing the wholesale side of your business and you want to go to one of these trade shows invest in a bigger space uh, the bigger the space, the more impact you have, the more real estate you take up, the more likely people are going to be to walk in and have a look around within your stall. We were sort of going around, you know, thinking we're just going to go with the cheapest option we can to get a foot in the door. And, you know, we found that people wouldn't even come inside to our space. So um, if I had my time again, which I'm not sure I will go again, but if I did, I would make sure that I had, uh, I would go all in and book at least like a double size space of what I had. Lesson number three was to have actual things ready to sell or ready to ship um, outside of the fair. What we <laughs> found is that we had, so we had two racks of clothes. One rack of clothes was product that we had in stock, but in limited sizes. And then on the other rack was indent uh, product. So uh, items that I didn't yet have and I hadn't yet placed the order and are probably realistically, probably 45 to 60 days out from actually landing in Australia. So what we found is that everyone else, <laughs> our neighbours had product ready to sell. So they were taking orders right then and there and then having their warehouse ship them um, or shipping them the following week where we were having um, these, you know, kind of two racks. One, they'd come and say, oh, I really like this dress. And then I'd look up our inventory and say, I'm really sorry, I don't have it in the sizes that you want. And then on the flip side, they'd say, oh, I love this. This is great. And I'm like, that's great. We don't have this for another 45 to 60 days. So I've almost felt like I didn't have things to sell, which um, also just <laughs> contributed to utter frustration and what felt like a bit of a big fat waste of time and money. Anyhow, so having things ready to sell, giving yourself enough runway to have all of your samples ready. Uh, ideally, if you've, you've placed an order already and they're coming, it's a lot easier to sell something that's going to be ready in a week or two than it is to try and sell something that's 60 days out. So just keep that in mind. Okay, lesson number four, consider your minimum buy-in. So we, Island Co. is a small boutique-ish uh, label. We don't have heaps of um, different styles and we don't carry lots of stock. So we're quite boutique-y and we wanted to uh, be somewhat selective around who we would offer wholesale to. We didn't want to offer it to anyone and we still don't. We don't want to offer it to just any old Joe Blow. Um, you know, we don't want it necessarily sitting in a news agency or something like that. We want to sell to fashion stalls ideally so we have an order minimum of a thousand dollars in order to qualify um, for wholesale so what that means is if a wholesale customer for fashion BT comes to us um, and wants to stock our product in their shop we have we tell them it's a minimum of a thousand dollar order for their first order and then the subsequent orders were five hundred dollars so they then so they, they're really getting the product at just less than half um, price and then they've got room to mark up but we did that because we wanted to be able to sort through the time wasters um, and get rid of those and and only deal with the legitimate fashion retailers but what we found 
aside from having a very small space in a not a very good location and not having very many things ready to sell is that those that were interested and happy to wait we would turn around and say our minimum is a thousand dollars and then our top-up order minimum is five hundred dollars and they would just say no thank you and walk away because all of the other uh, um, exhibitors within this trade show had zero minimum spend so the fashion the huge fashion stall across from us had no minimum so you could go in and buy three dresses of three different styles Um, and we found that having that high um, threshold to 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 buy in with us pretty much killed uh, any opportunity of making sales um, coupled with those other lessons that I've just shared so consider what your minimums are who are you are willing to sell to and maybe consider whether that particular expo is right for you we were at a gift fair so we found there were a lot of news agencies small gift shops um, beauty salons that just wanted a, a sprinkling of clothing and not necessarily our ideal wholesale customer so when we then turned around and said a thousand dollars they were like yeah no thank you and by the end of the five days I was kind of kicking myself in having that because at least I wanted to cover my costs for being there by selling some wholesale which I did not do so if I'd reduced the minimum and even if it was just for you know this gift fair special perhaps I would have had a chance of recouping some of my costs so lesson number five is that I would say 95% of the people that did come to our store were tire kickers. And when I say tire kickers, I mean they were often people wanting to just buy clothes for themselves, asking whether they could buy it off the rack on the last day at wholesale price, just, you know, so they could wear it. Um, or these these businesses that were either, you know, I had a few that were like, I, I'm thinking about starting an online fashion store. And I thought, oh, well, <laughs> okay, um, I've just spent all this money and I'm taking a week out of my life here hoping to sell to wholesale, you know, making ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars plus in sales and up. And and you know, if you have an ABN number, an Australian business number, you could get access to this tra- this trade show. So a lot of these people weren't real buyers or not buyers that were suitable that we were looking for. However, it only takes a good few leads to make it worthwhile. We did connect with a few buyers that have multiple shops. So if we can get a few sales from them, that will make all of that effort and all of that money uh, investment worth it. So they're my five lessons from doing my first trade show. Will I do another one? Not yet not probably for a while not unless I um, have all of those other things covered I've got a great position I've got more money to invest in a bigger space I've got lots of product ready to sell and I'm willing to go in and sell it without any minimum orders only then would I potentially go and do it and I'd be very selective around which trade show it was Um, the one that I applied for they knocked me back and, and and sent me to this other trade show but in hindsight the one that I got knocked back for would have been much better suited. That was the sort of buyer. It was more boutique-y, um, higher price point. They're, they were the buyers that I wanted to be put in front of. Um, so just keep that in mind. It was a massive expense. It was probably about 
well because I didn't end up having staff come and just my husband and I and we drove but by the time you add in all of the sampling the brochures the postcards the accommodation the fuel to get there the time out of you know my husband had to take annual leave I was probably a good $15,000 investment and so far for not yet a single sale so I'm kind of frustrated, um, but I'm glad I did it. It's been a real learning curve and I will definitely um, be very diligent before I sign up for another one. I hope this episode was helpful for you if you are considering going down the wholesale road and I will see you on the next episode uh, very soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Online Store Success with Jody Minto. If you loved it, please share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at I am Jody Minto so I can say thank you. And if you really want to make my day, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like my help in starting or scaling your online store, be sure to check out my free resources and programs at jodyminto.com. Thanks again and best of luck with your store.